dear listeners, it is I, DJ Starsage, coming to you once again from the Lady Demora, Her Majesty's Carriage, and uh, we are on a afternoon adventure. We are going out to the, well, sort of the country, uh, little neck of the woods I like to call Haystack Heights. It's not far from where I grew up, but anyways... Sit back, relax, and uh, hold tight. You're in store for the next edition of Surely You Jest, the day-to-day life of a modern-day jester. As you might be hearing, we are uh, driving up a country hill, and uh, the lady doth protest a little too much. Um, In short... uh, my muffler may need some attention. But, uh, more importantly, I am not the one at the helm, as I am joined on a rare day off together by my dear sweet husband, Billy. Say hello, dear. Hello. What are we doing right now? We are taking some crazy ass backcountry road that used to be a forest road to get to our destination. And he is not exaggerating. Although Madame Google, uh, you know, did uh, put us on this path. Uh, basically, we are meeting up with my nephew. Uh, well, my sister Betty and nephew. And uh, we're going to have a belated birthday lunch together. Not my birthday or hubby's, mind you, but my nephew's. And uh, I'm uh, forgetting what I decided is my nephew's nickname, but uh, he's he's the one that is mechanically inclined, so I'll uh, try to remember his nickname later. Speaking of mechanics, as long as we don't break down and it gets dark, we should be fine on this road. Right, although I have seen uh, a few too many signs for the guy who used to be in office for that to be a comfortable conversation with, uh, can I use your phone? And and the hill above us, or in front of us, is almost vertical. (laughs) Yeah, as Hubby was saying, uh, before I started recording actually, uh, in a previous chariot, we were driving about in similar parts before we were uh, hitched, looking for a uh, person to make our wedding cake. And, well, we took the uh, path less beaten, the less beaten path uh, in my prior car, and uh, it was quite interesting. We had to turn around because the car wouldn't go up the hill. <laughs> Just imagine what it would have been like in the days of the horse and buggy. That had to have been one uh, handsome carrot or a stack of sugar cubes to get that horse to keep going there. Anyways, so we are headed out to, to Haystack Heights, where we've been promised a nice little late afternoon lunch, more like dinner, uh, out at a, a restaurant that serves Asian fare. Um, it's a hibachi-style Japanese sort of a place. I mean, out here, um, we're so far inland that we don't have any authentic cuisine 
And uh, it was when I, when I was growing up, we didn't even have knockoff Taco Bell. That's uh, the kind of growing up I had out in the haystack. Um, KFC, that was considered cultural because, you know, it wasn't uh, a cheeseburger or, uh, you know, grilled uh, cheese and tomato soup experience there. So, anyways, um, we are also uh, going to uh, trek through um, what uh, purports to be the uh, great shopping experience known as a mall. We're going to set foot through the doors and uh, take a step back into the past and, uh, you know, one of those places that's half empty to go to a store that still sells physical media. Well, let, let's hope they do because they've opened a few new stores and there was literally only a cheap little bin of three foot by three foot of movies. This place had thousands of movies. And when me and Hubby were dating, this is actually the place we went to on our first date that I dragged him all over looking for shoes. Now, since this company has opened new stores, they're going out of movies. This one had thousands. And as they're revamping the stores, they're getting rid of them. So we don't know if we're gonna go in and they're not gonna have shit, or if it's gonna be an hour or two in there being late for dinner because I can't get away from the movies. It is a sad day indeed when a movie enthusiast, is, is what we'll call ourselves, has to uh, come... Five, two hours somewhere to get them? <laughs> come to grips with the reality that today's generation's idea of watching a movie is to flip open their laptop or their touchscreen device and to stream something. Now, I grew up as the youngest of four, and, uh, you know, we did not go out to dinner. We would, once in a blue moon, order a sheet pizza. And mom and dad were so thrifty that they would freeze the leftovers because they didn't know when we were going to have pizza again. Of course, uh, that was before microwaves, and everything was convenient, and yeah, going to the movies did not happen very often. In fact, I could probably count on one hand the movies that I remember going to with mom and dad. Of course, Hubby lived in the bigger city, and uh, actually one of his first jobs was working for a movie theater, so that, uh, that sort of explains the backstory of why we have a home theater in a, you know, a big screen, uh, a la Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous, as uh, my dear nerd brother, Toppy Smelly, would have you know. <laughs> uh, Lifestyles of the Goodwill Shopper and Cheapskate is more like it. Right. Um, I, I would not open that caviar, by the way. <laughs> you don't buy caviar. Mm, yeah, that, I think that gets thrown out along with the adult films in the donation center. But anyways... You mean the adult toys? Ew. Uh, there's a reason they say things are top rack safe. Uh, read your care instructions on the tag, folks. Anyways... That stage that rinse your cares away, okay? Uh, or isn't that Calgon? Anyways, Bren... Calgon was take me away. Oh... 
is that my code work now when I need a week, a, a, a night owl or a night off is Calgon? Yeah. <laughs> K, KY, let's take it all the way. For sure. And, uh, you know, although we're out in the hinterlands here and we see plenty of the, um, the old, the, the, the last guy in office's flags, we've just driven by a place with a flag for the Ukraine. So there are plenty of mixed messages out here in, um, you know, between the haystacks. So anyways, we are looking forward to an afternoon with Betty and the nephews and doing a bit of shopping. And so we think the afternoon has passed and uh, you'll ask probably uh, what were, what did you two get up to? So we went into, uh, you know, a mostly, if not half dead at least, uh, shopping experience of yesteryear, uh, you know, going down memory lane of the ye old mall. And, uh, well, what was your recollection of the afternoon shopping, dear? Semi-disappointing. We walked in and they didn't downsize the place, so it had a bunch of stuff. Unfortunately, it was the same stuff that I looked at, oh, two years ago. So even though it looked like it was going to be fun, you know, kind of like using an ice cream sandwich as a dildo. It was exciting at first, but it didn't last long. So we only bought one movie and that was only for the lenticular cover. And that was about it. Poor Star Sage was happy enough sprinting around the store like a gazelle going to the different section as I called out titles to look for. And we found out. Meanwhile, I was of course um, the ever so biggest help because the uh, database, the app that we used to track our burgeoning movie collection uh, had to be updated because I recently had... Uh, had a, a nerd out moment and tweaked my phone, reset things, and I forgot to synchronize my database, which means our library wasn't current or up to date on my phone, and we were just basically playing guessing games, but... Mine took half a day on our Wi-Fi. <laughs> You're on cellular. Right. Well, but, uh, you know, we're, we're just not your uh, average amateur movie-going collector uh, we aspire eh, not to greatness but um, well we just we just try to aspire and uh, you know we we don't settle for mere DVD no because newsflash people just because it fits in your player doesn't mean that it's all the same quality I mean do you still play VHS or beta? Do you get out your eight millimeters when you want to watch your favorite old shows? No! Most of the studios have gone to great lengths to improve and enhance things and put it all on streaming, of course, but when you want physical media because, well, some films aren't on streaming, like anything with the great Goldie Hawn. Now that's a smart business lady because uh, if you want to see one of her movies, you got to pay for it because it's not on streaming. If you want to catch these movies, you got to buy it on disc. And DVD is about the same quality as VHS. So you need at least Blu-ray. We have not yet 
gone to 4K because there was that brief moment in time where everyone was trying to tell you 8K is where it's at. It's the new thing. That never caught on and they decided that 4K wasn't so bad. But in the meantime, you go into stores, maybe because of the pandemic, I don't know. It seems like the majority of what you find in, in terms of movies are DVD. And I'm sorry, but I bought my first DVD in the year 2000. And that's 22 years ago, people. You cannot tell me that DVD is as good as Blu-ray, at least. So, uh, we were actually looking for 3G Blu-ray. And, of course, if you or anyone who has paid attention, please do pay attention, by the way. I, I trust that you are, if you're listening to my show. The, um, the detail, the proof is in the evidence, the detail of 3D is Blu-ray 3D. It's not the 50s hokey-dokey, what was it, red and blue glasses that people used to wear in the theater. No, in about 2007 or so, they reinvented the technology for people to watch 3D in their homes. So we got these things that are called polarized glasses. They look like sunglasses, but they do wireless transmission with uh, 3D equipment. And uh, bingo bango, you get the 21st century version of 3D. And, uh, well, sadly, because people are, well, frugal like us maybe, don't want to invest in the proper equipment honk and um, so that basically means that you don't get 3D Blu-ray in uh, many titles. In fact, when a new movie will come out to a theater, we get all excited, not because we want to go to the movies, but because when it is available for home viewing, there is just a small breadcrumb, a whisper, a possibility it could be 3D, but sadly, the majority of films released in theaters now are not on 3D Blu-ray. At least not in America. Sometimes you can dig and perhaps find it released in another country. And so long as that uh, country has tracks available in English, it's just a selection on the menu and suddenly you've got something you could watch if you have the right setup. Anyways, backtracking all that. How many 3D Blu-rays did you find at the store, honey? Two. Now, the fun, happy fact is, one of them we only bought, like I said, for a lenticular. The other one we didn't own. Explain to the listeners what a lenticular is. That's one of those neat little pictures. It kind of has that fun texture we all love to rub. Like a hologram. Like when you move it, the picture moves. So... I bought it, Wrath of the Titans, horrible movie, but fun lenticular and shirtless men. Who can go wrong? Anyway, Gods of Egypt. Nice kind of visual movie. Not that great of a movie, but in 3D it looks good. Now, my dealings with this store before is it said Blu-ray, 3D, and DVD. I've gotten home and not found the 3D disc. So this time I was smart, I bought two, and I opened it up at the counter. Lo and behold, the 3D disc was missing. Now these are used movies, folks, so they're not factory sealed. So, you know, it went from two to one. Now, I don't want to correct my lovely 
husband here, but everybody always thinks that 3D is new and exciting. The truth of the matter is, we have a very large collection and growing of 1950s 3D movies. These movies were never, ever in red and green or funky colored glasses. They were always in something called polar, which it was only during the 80s and on TV they started using those glasses. The tech that they used in the 50s was amazing. All sorts of special camera techniques that have been lost through the sands of time, unfortunately. The new movies that are polar at the theater are converted and weren't shot in 3D. And at home, DJ is lovingly loving to wear the electric glasses, which is the brand new version of watch. They're battery operated, folks. I'm not plugged in like a uh, Victorian era home permanent kit. And the reason why I go into this is because I'm all excited about Avatar 2. What did James Cameron do? Is it polar? Is it something new? Nobody's saying. But in order for the theaters to show this film when it is due to come out, they will have to invest in new equipment if this is a new technology that it's being made with. So it probably won't be shown in many theaters. Boo! <laughs> so that was just part of the fun of the afternoon. We also managed to squeeze in some time with family. As I mentioned, we were headed out for a belated birthday lunch with uh, Betty's, uh, well, her youngest son, although he's in, uh, you know, his, uh, well, three decades. And uh, we went to sort of a Japanese steakhouse type of place. Now, I, we have actually only been to a similar place before. You know, this is not one of those chains like, you know, that place called Benihana. It's in the same spirit, though. Um, and so, since I have been there before, and uh, you don't often get to hear from my husband, honey, um, share with the listeners your impression of the experience. I like hibachi. But, you know, when I eat, I eat like a horse. And hibachi is nice, it's healthy, and it's fun. You get to watch him play with your food before you eat it. You could not love that. But it was a nice, small-town hibachi place. It was quite lovely. Uh, it's basically dinner and a show because the the cook or the chef that's in front of you is kind of like um, that cooking show that start, sort of started reality television, Iron Chef. And uh, it's somebody who's very skilled with sharp objects and will prepare your meal in front of you on a large griddle-style grill. So, of course, they will do things like set the items on fire, basically, to glaze them. And, of course, as it was my nephew's belated birthday, his mother might have let it slip that it was recently his birthday. And they did a few parlor tricks for the table. And uh, one of the parts of the show, per se, is uh, the cook or the chef doing uh, participation where they will chop up something in this case a cucumber and they will toss it from their spatula and see if you can catch it in your mouth and there's also um, a uh, like a condiment bottle you know like a ketchup bottle and uh, 
there was uh, kind of like a squirt gun action going on there, where uh, for those of us uh, imbibing and uh, you know over 21, uh, Japanese rice wine, sake. So the uh, challenge was to see if you could catch the sake being squirted across the table to you and to see how long you could do it, almost like a fraternity drinking challenge of chug, 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 but instead it was sake, sake, sake. Now, of course, uh, my sister Betty is not one to imbibe, so she didn't want to participate, but I think the joke was sort of lost on her when a, uh, a bottle with a, well, pardon my French, a nipple on it was offered, and the chef said, baby sake, which that should have right off the bat, uh, you know, dawned on my sister that that was probably not going to be an adult beverage. It occurred to me later that, of course, it was probably something less like water because there was a family next to us also being entertained by the same cook and they did have children and uh, the, uh, the baby sake was sort of explained. But uh, anyways, it was... Uh, a fun experience and uh, of course since it was a restaurant there was the challenge of talking to each other in a dining room and there was one gentleman in particular that I, I think was entertained by us. Uh, explain your perception of The creepy bastard at the other end of the table? <laughs> okay. The table is a big giant square with two griddles. In the center, there is a spot for the chef that he enters in on one side. So it's kind of shaped like a C. Now, I don't know if this guy was trying to ask for help or if he was medicated because he was in public or if he was just creepy. But he kept staring at me. And it wasn't like at one person. It was more like his eyes were blazed over and just staring in our direction. But it was non-ending. It just went on, on, on. It was kind of awkward, but uh, as we were leaving, Hubby and I were trying to decide what was going on in this person's head. And I, because if you were to meet a person, Hubby would tell you that I have a preoccupation with deciding on people's backstories without knowing them better. Now, if this is a point, though, where if I had nice boobies, which I don't, but if I had nice boobies, I would have pulled them out and said, what, you wanted to look at these? Because it was creepy. <laughs> but uh, I, I told myself that it looked like the gentleman was not enjoying his company. I think that perhaps... I think he wanted help. I, I think that he was going there to ask his partner for a divorce, and he just hadn't built up the courage to ask for it. So he was just sitting in misery, having his dinner, and um, you know, was distracting himself with the the family who was having a uh, engaging conversation next to us, namely us. He, he could have been having a stroke too. Uh, yeah, so the jury is still out on that one there. So we are heading home from Haystack Heights. And uh, we possibly have some hangry puddings. And yes, I said hangry. If you if you haven't learned of this, uh, you know, newfangled word, it's the combination of angry and hungry. 
these uh, poor little babies have been several hours without their food and as you might not maybe you don't realize but um, dry food is not good for your pets people it is like feeding them breakfast cereal all the time there is not nearly as much nutrition as there is in wet variety food yes granted wet food should not be left out all day okay so you know try to feed your pets every two or three hours like a human being would normally eat um, you know if they're making healthier choices which okay maybe I'm not one to speak there and uh, no I am not going to take a full-length mirror shot to um, compare that example to but anyways we're not talking about me we're talking about kitty cats and uh, we are headed home to our tribe and um, my sweet little Benny boy will probably be getting uh, a couple of meals in before bed because tomorrow is Monday and I do have to work. But my happy thought is not that uh, I've spent fam time with family recently, although that was uh, a high point. Um, it is that my husband doesn't have to be at work at the store at 7 o'clock in the morning, Woo! so I don't have to wake up before my normal weekday alarm. So, huzzah for that. Now, I gotta do some explaining, because most people should only feed their cats twice a day. Think of it like prey. They catch it early in the morning and then eat it at sunup. Or catch it during the day and eat it at night. So, cats are really only supposed to be fed twice a day. Unless you have senior kitties who, one, can't eat a lot at once, and we need to feed them throughout the day to keep their system going. So our cats are spoiled because they have a pre-measured amount that their human slaves give to them every two hours. Their work at home, Daddy. So our new little Benny, who's probably used to just eating two 100-calorie meals a day, now gets fed several 25 calorie meals throughout a day and has become quite spoiled with it. Yes, but the important thing is is that he is happy when he gets his bedtime meal because his daddy who loves him so much and I will say that in the plural, both, <coughs> both of his daddies love him so much that we paid enough attention to realize he has certain behavioral issues. He could have been taken from his mama too early he might have lost her we don't know but he had issues eating dry food to the point where we had to change the dish the first dish we gave him was ceramic and he was possibly going to hurt his teeth on it so he was biting the edge of the bowl and didn't know how to pick up the food the dry food with his tongue or teeth and this isn't because he necessarily has anything wrong upstairs but this is something behavioral that our animals learn from their parents when they are allowed enough time with them before becoming an adult. So anyways, uh, in short, we soak his dry food in just enough water to make it mush, and it's his bedtime cereal, and it is possibly the happiest moment of the whole day for him because he is purring as he eats it. Purring and snorting while eating. Quite the sound. Such a happy little boy. And um, 
you know, if you're not a cat person, you will become one the instant that you see a young little kitty playing with a toy and catching it when it is shaped like a donut or a croissant. Just remember, if you are not a cat person, you are quite possibly Yes, there is that too. But uh, we're not judging. You, you have the opportunity. No, we are. If they don't like cats, I'm judging. <laughs> I'm judging. All right, come and find us in western New York and, uh, you know, we'll put you through a test. But anyways, uh, that was our version of A Thin Slice of Heaven. And, uh, you know, make sure you stop by for Matinee Minutia on Friday, uh, July 15th. We have uh, only two more episodes of Matinee Minutia around the bench. We are ramping up to the grand finale of season four. You know, the next episode is going to be this Friday, the 15th. And uh, we'll be discussing a uh, an early '60s uh, comedy mystery, as we we're discussing uh, *Shrade* with Audrey Hepburn and Cary Grant, and uh, it's the uh, second to last episode of the season. So we'll shortly be ending our fourth season. We're going to take a brief summer break and come back, but uh, you know you can. Um, send us messages with suggestions for new shows so you know where to find all of that and uh, I will bid you a fond adieu as we were quite literally heading off into the sunset on our way home anything else you would like to say dear love as always I hope you all stay safe you better love cats and I hope you have a great week Okay, and uh, you can email me, djstarsage at gmail.com. Tweet me on Twitter, at djstarsage. That's all for now. Kisses from the carriage. Bye-bye. Chubb's Gone Wild with Matt and Tom. Speak up. The Smellcast by Tommy Smelly. Be heard. Tastes like burning with Tim. And James. Unique voices in podcasting. The Shy Life Podcast. With me, Paul the Shy Yeti. Univazpods.net.